0: Oh, here I'm we not go. Going to coffee shops. Hey guys, I, I think this is I think this is working. I think I think oh. we're doing it. I'm gonna double check to make sure we're actually live. But yeah, here we go. It's happening. Yeah.
1: It's happening.
0: And Kyle, yeah. and Kyle is in the middle of completely reorganizing his situation <laughs> right as we're going yeah. live. Right. For, I, I didn't give you guys a countdown. Oh yes, serenade us.
2: <laughs> live intro. Live intro. Let's go. Uh,
1: Go right. ahead. This is, this is bed music. Arnie. No, no, keep You're yeah, yeah keep, right do, it, do, it. Gonna do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Right. Keep going. Keep going. Keep on.
0: Welcome to today's episode of Scale As Needed, featuring your hosts, Cliff Bogart, Chase Yay, 504, Kyle Bogart, and the main man,
1: And Boner. Kevin Eubanks in The Tonight Show Band. <laughs> 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 I went straight to Kevin Eubanks good no never gets enough respect
0: so uh everybody i'm I, I think i think really the entire point of this is for us to check in and make sure that we are all still alive you successful are. it's been a great show everybody thanks for coming in and seeing that you're <laughs> we're all still alive we'll see you guys next week uh, on is scale as needed still alive yeah. but seriously this is crazy we're doing we're doing it we've got all four of us here we're socially yes. distant.
1: We
3: this is as distant
1: as we've ever been here. That's for sure.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: That is for sure. So, Armin, are we broadcasting live? Are we talking directly to the fans now? Are we talking directly to the Scaleless Nation?
0: Yeah, we are. All seven of them. Okay, oh, perfect. hell yeah. And uh, nice. Enrique Enrique is, is uh, of course, on board saying what's up. And he says, so Kyle could play guitar this whole time?
1: Said, yeah, <laughs> there you go. You never knew. Yeah. God, I hope so. That'd be yeah. great yeah the whole time before and the whole time for literally every second of the future of this podcast we'll put some guitar under it so yeah spice it up
0: you guys uh we were talking about it right before we went live and by we i mean myself and chase and cliff because Mm -hmm. Kyle, you were you were having an issue getting yourself set up there for a second i didn't
1: realize i was gonna have to download a whole thing it was a whole thing (laughs) you downloaded i was Uh, like it's like i thought i would click a link and you guys would just be there
0: yeah, it's it's not always as easy as as uh as as you might want it to be. But it took uh, two
1: extra minutes, and I'm pissed. Ugh, fucking future,
0: lock your shit up. <laughs> uh, how has how has social distancing been treating everybody so far?
3: Oh, you know, it's been it's th- things have been better. Things have been better, but the uh, the good news is lots and lots of excuses to to absorb vitamin D from the sun. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, why, that's yeah. why you find me out here, uh, bare legged, <laughs> pantsless beneath this. You don't see it, but uh, I have a lot of privacy in this backyard. Yes. But letting
1: the sun hit the legs. I bet there's a lot of wives and girlfriends who are also bare legged and pantsless, getting that vitamin D at home. Am I right, Armin?
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah. yeah. yeah right. You know what I mean? Uh, do you have a Do you have uh, Cliff? Do you have a contraption set up with some sort of mirror? And like a bottomless chair that is reflecting vitamin D directly to your beehole.
3: That is not only uh, have I not done that, but uh, but I do actually have a mirror that could serve that purpose. I could get that out mm. the course of this podcast because I'm sitting on a chair Mm-mm. that has a graded bottom; does not have a solid bottom. So, were I to slide the mirror underneath this chair, I may in fact be able to get sun directly on the beehole without. Without mm-hmm. uh, pointing it directly at the sun, it's in, does indirect sunlight give you the same benefits? Though that is the question. I
0: don't know mm-hmm. if it gives you the same benefits, wow. but any sunlight is better than <laughs> no sunlight when we're talking mm-hmm. about getting into that B hole. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I agree. This That's is right. uh, this is the longest I haven't been a happy baby, just straight absorbing. Sunholing. and sunhole, sunlight into my
1: butthole. <laughs> I will. Sun-hole. Well,
0: listen. Sunholing is the is the verb. Yes. You you are in the practice of yes. sunholing. Sunhole
1: sounds like the name of a really, really, really legendary progressive jazz album. <laughs> it's Like, <laughs> have you guys listened to Sunhole? Oh man, it's like just light a candle; it'll change your life.
0: Kyle, I'll how has home. how has uh, uh, how has <laughs> your luck? of picking the absolute best possible time to move to Los Angeles been panning out for you.
1: Yeah, um, my it's been, I, you know, I picked a hell of a time. I picked a hell of a time to go to a, uh, to go to uh, uh, a, not just one of, not just a new city where I'm miles and miles away from everyone I know and friends and family and all of that, but also one of the most populous cities during an outbreak, which is always a fun thing to choose. Um, But yeah, it's been okay so far. Honestly, in some ways, and I will say this, kind of a knock knock on wood, I'll say in some ways it has been somewhat well-timed in the sense that essentially all I was planning on doing during this period was buckling down and getting a bunch of writing and work done anyway. And that's essentially all I'm doing now. The only difference is I can't leave my home. But, everyone. Look at Los Angeles. Isn't that fun? Has the wow. camera caught up yet,
0: guys? Yeah, yeah. No, you're good. We're, we're looking at your beautiful yes.
1: deck? Yard? Yes. Yeah, so there's there's L.A. There's a little deck in a yard. There's a house under construction. Here's a bunch of flowers. And this is where I write, guys. And now the fans have seen it. And now they'll use that to triangulate my exact location, like Shia LaBeouf's flag, and uh, they're going to find me. And they're gonna uh, put a MAGA hat on my desk.
0: I think it's really important that that you did that because it shows everyone that you actually did move to Los Angeles. <laughs> it be, yeah, they,
1: It's no, not just it's like, like right over there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's like fake that. Like, come on, that's the yeah. No, I that's uh, that was proof, and I'm gonna hold up a copy of today's newspaper just to make sure that we know that this wasn't a pre-recorded, well-rehearsed conversation.
0: That is one of the beautiful things about my studio is that it could literally be any day of the week. I wear the same clothes. I sit in front of the same background in the same lighting every single time.
1: Armin actually died two years ago.
0: Yeah. I'm being recreated by deep fake.
1: Well, that is actually a great reason. Uh uh, to reach back into some uh, sand classics. Uh, that's actually a great reason to watch Videodrome because that's one of the conceits in Videodrome. is a guy who keeps releasing videos. You find out that he's been dead for a long time. He just knew what was going to happen in advance. So check out Videodrome. David Cronenberg, you guys.
0: Is that the one? No, Existence is the one with the chicken gun.
1: Ah. With the chicken gun in the spine butthole. That's right. This has way weirder shit in it than that. even. <laughs> good. <laughs> so. Very good.
0: Chase, how's oh. how's uh, how's it been going for you, dude?
1: It's great, man. Uh,
2: I have no excuse but to live like the professional athlete life. Yeah. Uh, so you know, train. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm still <laughs> working. I still have work. Luckily, I'm one of the one of the people that gets to keep working from home. Uh, and now I just have like a really good excuse to bail on plans. You know, if people mm-hmm. are like, "Hey, let's go do anything other than hang out at the house," I just mm. can't. Can't dog mm. locked up.
3: Can't go. So let me ask, uh, are
1: people are people there still hanging out? Are people still like going out and doing things, people you know and stuff in Austin? Well, I, I didn't think people were, mm-hmm. but then yesterday
2: on Reddit I saw a post uh of a picture of Barton Springs and there's just a bunch of it's like seventy people just posted up at <laughs> Barton Springs like Ah I don't see how this is a problem. The sun uh-huh. will take care of the all sun my sun
0: and the cold water are gonna take care of the coronavirus. That's you know we're say. gonna be just fine.
1: Sunlight is the best disinfectant, so there you go. I don't know if that pans out, Doug. Well, think, I'm pretty sure the fi- I'm, I'm pretty sure it was both figurative and literal, so it all uh, works.
2: Also, having the decked out home do- uh, home gym that we have, I feel like we've been preparing for this moment forever.
3: So I have a yes. whole affiliate in my backyard yes. and in the garage. Yeah, oh, this is the time of the home gym people. Home yeah. gym the time to invest they're going to explode after this oh yeah. man they're selling out yeah right, everyone guys,
1: on. I'll, ch- I'll show you i'll show you an area here i'm not going to take but just to show you guys this is my this is my home gym area here nice i am really sick th- i've been crushing some serious workouts there uh, my entire I'm, gym is 250s yes no i really have uh <laughs> two two fifties, uh, 250 two pound dumbbells 225s and then uh two five pounds Uh, dumbbells and then just that area so what more do you need i know well there's some stairs there check out this sick workout i programmed the other day so it was 10 farmers carries per round with the 50s going up then 20 one-arm dumbbell snatches with the 50s then what else was it 40 air squats and some amount of push-ups or something i can't remember there was something else worked into it but man farmers carries up those stairs with those 50 pound dumbbells they make your hands hurt, especially when you haven't worked out in a year. So uh, home gyms, guys. It's working. It's like rhabdo in the forearms. That's, yeah, that's, that's how right. you know you're doing it right. That's right. Yeah. I,
2: I went on a walk yesterday and uh, passed some other home gyms,
3: mm-hmm.
2: like in my neighborhood. I'm mm-hmm. like, fucking amateurs. Wait, you got a <laughs> real treadmill? Like, it's powered by electricity? That's fucking stupid. It's like, you little
0: bitch, what are you doing, benching with the Sears catalog weights? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly mm-hmm. I'm gonna lead us
0: home gymist. and the thing is that you don't need a home gym either that that's the that's the real that's the real rub the real rub is that uh, mm-hmm. uh now everybody is providing at-home workouts like mm-hmm. my no entire Instagram workouts. feed is just full of people providing low equipment at home workouts
3: Arnold They're... even posted a uh, one of his old school body weight workouts there mm-hmm. freaking
0: Arnold is getting in on this action so yep. It, it, and I think everyone's losing sight of the fact that um, it was never it was never that we were lacking workouts to do, you mm-hmm. know, it that wasn't the that wasn't what was missing in this equation. It wasn't mm-hmm. that there weren't that we weren't aware of exercises we could accomplish within our uh, own homes.
1: Yes. But I will be, I will give pushback in the sense that I think that just seeing people working out at home, seeing them do shit, a fitnessy shit with stuff around the house probably normalizes the idea in people's mind that they can still get after it. Fitness wise at home. Whereas like if their whole Instagram feed yeah. had been box gyms before, now you're in your fucking living room and you're like, what's fitness even look like in this space? And so it's like, seeing people do a lot of weird shit at home and lift their water bottles and stuff it's, it even when even with me i'm like fuck i'm going to go hit a workout outside. you know who
0: was way ahead of the curve with that i know fucking crossfit <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, a, a, like a year and a half ago they 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 changed main site and introduced grandma's house and never, dude. and everyone's like you guys are fucking lame this is stupid and now dude. it's like oh god oh, dude you oh. know
1: you know how we talked about, you know, we talked about the fact that, you know, obviously back to the future directly predicts 9-11. We just demonetized this podcast. Um, um, <laughs>
0: Sorry, I, I, I can uh, live without the $6 I would make. Yeah, that's this. right. Uh,
1: now we've established that that's a fact. So we know that that's possible. So we know because the future can be predicted uh, by people like Bob Zemeckis and people like greg glassman we know now that that entire living room setup that whole change that whole changeover that happened was him psychically predicting the coronavirus so i need everyone to go and create some memes using those old stills from of the old people lifting water bottles and shit create some memes about how greg glassman saw it coming
0: those people have been socially distant before it was cool
1: yes because there just wasn't enough money to fully production design out that space so there was a lot of distance on all sides because it was very empty a lot of distance
0: you know uh with with so much in with so much in the crossfit space in flux right now with like affiliates being forced to close their doors and you know the season being in danger from like all these cancellations and postponements it does feel good to know that we have a goddamn wizard at the head of the
1: company. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Now I'm telling you, man. Now is the time. Now is the time when uh, we'll just, uh, it's like that Elon Musk and that Greg Glassman will finally reveal themselves to just be wizards. They're figuring it out. They're taking mushrooms. They're doing it. You know, the magic potions. They're it's not it even
0: just wizards too. It's like future wizards. It's like future wizards who are also prophets. You know what I mean? Like they know they have technology and magic. That's mm-hmm. what makes them so dangerous. Yeah, can't be beat.
2: Chase, are Very you Dr. are you
0: a hundred ten? Are you a hundred times fitter now than you were before this thing, or are you coming out of it fatter like the rest of us are?
2: You no, know, I'm coming out of it kind of kind of defeated, to be honest, guys. Uh, let's see. I made it to regionals finally. I get crucified and told to leave my job. Oh shit. I,
1: well in all fairness that was part of your hero's journey, Chase. So
2: and then and then I then the fucking regionals just gets cancelled. Uh-huh. It doesn't even happen anymore. No more. I take I take a year, assess the situation, I'm like, let's go to a sanctional. I think we can really do it this time. Qualify for a fucking sanctional. And now sanctionals are canceled. The whole world is ending. And I, I feel like I might be partially at fault. I think it's a yeah. sign from Gid. I think it's well, a sign from Gid that I need to give this up.
1: Well and this I think you might be right but not for the reasons you're talking about. Um, you're right but for the wrong reasons. Now here uh, what I mean is I really think that this could be an interesting change, a moment where and Armin and I kind of talked about this the other day and Cliff and I have talked about it a little bit but uh, the idea that I think that this is a moment where you're seeing all these celebrities who are like uh, who wouldn't have deigned to like start a YouTube channel before are now like well if I absolutely have to I guess I'll jump on. You're seeing some people like Arnold engaging more directly on Instagram as opposed to just like clearly his assistant posting the odd video, and I think that that might stick around even after the coronavirus thing you know ends. I think that this might be a really big turning point for. Old media and just people in general jumping online. Even the thing we're doing right now, having this podcast, this remote podcast, is sort of a manifestation of that. It's not something we otherwise would have done if it weren't for the coronavirus. And even I'm having conversations now about uh, you know doing other things and private projects. My dad, you know, is working on a private project that involves an online component for something that he's just never had time to work on. And I think this could be an interesting thing where there might be an interesting before and after a few years from now where maybe a year or two from now, every actor has a YouTube page and is engaging more directly politicians, other people. I just think that this might be the time when I'm seeing people who worked for film festivals before now jumping online and doing like nail art on YouTube. And like, I think that this might be a time when a lot of people make the leap into becoming content creators. Yeah.
0: And it's also, it's also, Kind of rubbing off the veneer that there's something special or interesting specifically about celebrities because mm-hmm. if anything we've just proven that they are the fucking worst through this <laughs> entire thing like they cannot survive without everyone's attention on them at all times yeah. and the the lengths that they will go to in order to just shove me themselves down. Uh,
3: I've been but, checked but, out of this. I've, uh, what are you but, talking about? Well, have you seen this? Anyone seen the Gal Gadot singing? That's one perfect video?
0: example. That's one perfect example.
3: <laughs> I haven't, example. Seen, I haven't I seen, seen, seen any of this either, Kyle. No, it's dude, pretty spectacular.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> Cliff, correct me if I'm wrong here, but mm-hmm. Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot, however you pronounce her name, Wonder she Woman. Wonder, Woman. Wonder Woman. She uh she, I guess wrangled like a, a dozen or, or 20 of her f- famous celebrity friends to all sing a line from John Lennon's Imagine and oh, then super cut it and and put it out like they were helping the fucking world in some way, shape, or form. And it was, it was so cringeworthy and it was so god-awful and it was such like the exact opposite of what they were trying to do. What they were trying to do is be like, We famous people who are socially distancing ourselves in our mansions with our spas and bowling alleys also want to provide you our, our entertainment and, and, you know, bring value to your life by allowing you to see our faces again. We're all in this together. And in reality, what it felt like was, why do we ever watch any of you for anything? (laughs) What do you bring to the world?
1: Well, especially, think about it this way. Every, this is the moment, it's happening literally right now. This is the moment when everyone has finally taken the plunge to tuning into television shows starring their own friends and family, <laughs> you know, and starring, because you know, that's what we're doing right now. And then suddenly we're looking at Gal Gadot singing Imagine and we're like, mm, I don't know, not really to my taste. If I had to choose between yeah. you, doing a video call with her singing Imagine, I could imagine some things that would spice it up. But or just being (laughs) on the call with you guys. Oh sure, with you guys. Yeah, yeah.
2: Shits mids. Shits mids. Mids. What?
1: Mids? I also I also got it's cool stuff that me and Kyle know how to say. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's because we're 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 tapped into hip hop culture, unlike you, Mm. Armin. Boom. Also, Um, has
3: anyone listened to the lyrics to Imagine lately? You know, it's pretty (laughs) it's pretty weird. It's pretty weird. It's like I can see. I can see not everyone being on board with that. No religion, no nations, all that. I think I don't think yeah. everyone's on board with. Uh, I think I don't think everyone's on board with that. All the fans they're singing to. These Especially, lines play different. One they play different when they're shot on a cell phone with a, re-sung in a really smarmy, self-important way that ruins your reputation in eight seconds for every one of the uh-huh. these. But, these lines be hitting now, different. Who, who Notice, else was in it? oh i don't it's uh sarah, sarah silverman? silverman and uh, oh. uh kate uh or not kate mckinnon uh fucking the other one the other s10l girl who's really popular who's fucked kristen uh, Wiig. that's kristen it Wig. oh a bunch of people bunch of people
0: they're they're all in it and it's it's all insufferable like there's not a single moment that it was that it was i i only made it through gal gadot the first time it cut to a different person i was like i'm out i'm a hundred percent out there's too much cringe in this for me to be able to deal with this right now
3: stay the
2: course i was like there's way too
0: much cringe in this for me to deal with it
2: can't that's a glowing review right there
0: it's it's really it was it's really rough to watch madonna has also been fucking insufferable over the past Mm -hmm. couple weeks like Mm -hmm.
2: how do you even tune into madonna content i don't even what I think she, she has
0: an Instagram. I don't know. It gets shoved down my throat via Twitter algorithms. I, I hate it. I don't know how to stop it. I, I interact that... with like one celebrity thing once
1: and suddenly you,
2: you, you reap what you sow is what I'm saying. <laughs> and that algorithm's giving you content that you should like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's because he's been listening to music. Makes the people come together. Yeah, it's a nineties Madonna hit. It's a deep pull.
0: Nice dude. Good work. No, she's like
1: she's like That's Pull Abdul. I fucked up.
2: I didn't even do the right one. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Madonna, she's
1: the one that danced with the animated cat, right? Oh, you're way off. (laughs) She did this whole thing about
0: she was like in her fucking bathtub taking a bath and like talking about how coronavirus is like the cure and also the disease it's also Mm. it's like really bad and also really good
1: oh for the environment and stuff like that i don't fucking know man that's a very dangerous
2: position to take (laughs) nobody wants to hear that we're the virus
1: yeah (laughs) right now no no No, sir nobody
2: wants that elitist opinion right there
1: yeah well it's like yeah i know we definitely are living in this interesting moment where it's like um what is it uh we're like, stay home, everybody, has become the new let them eat cake in the sense that like there was like an LA, Times, or LA uh, Times article today. It was funny to see it in that, but it's like a just, I almost, I thought it was an Onion article almost uh, at first, but it was a real article, but it was not because it was, I actually appreciate the fact that they included it, but it was like just a, like a doughy looking white guy who's bald standing in front of a Waffle House. And it says he survived coronavirus, he's broke, and he thinks America is overreacting. <laughs> And it was Fuck this portrayal me. of this guy who's just like he got coronavirus in Georgia. It was one of the first, you know, like a few weeks ago he quarantined. He got like guy has no money, like he's a Waffle House line cook, and then he got out of quarantine, ready to hopefully get back to his life uh and then you know having fought, he was on a ventilator was bad he got back and now he says he has like negative 33 negative three dollars in the bank and his job is like canceled for the next several months and so he's like this guy who just got uh, through coronavirus who is now uh saying like hey guys think we could wrap this up and get everyone back to work it wasn't and uh and it what was funny is it was shared because it was an l.a times article from one person who lives here in l.a to, you know his facebook feed and i saw it and just the comments underneath it were like this motherfucker is hit. like it was just the it was just like it was like borderline it like it gives you the same vibes of like reading something that was like really racist but it was just like but it was about a white guy in Georgia, like this ignorant hillbilly piece of shit you know and I'm welcome like, to los angeles kyle, kyle. Welcome, yeah and i was just like <laughs> oh my god yeah. yeah,
0: where where everyone in Los Angeles is automatically yeah. better than anyone not in Los Angeles.
1: That's there you go. Well, I fact. mean, it holds true in this conversation. So, well, yeah, it's, it's big facts. Yeah. That's facts. true. Big facts.
0: Only twenty five percent of the people on this call actually busted out their guitar to serenade the rest it's of true. us. True. So, all right. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, there's a
1: hierarchy. Yeah, I so, don't. I don't have any instruments. So, what do you want next? Do you want technical death metal or melodic death metal? I mean, I'm I'm, I'm versatile.
0: Uh, I would prefer technomelodic death metal, please. Ooh, I could,
1: math, mathematical. I, could, mathematic, techno- yeah. techno-
0: yeah. Yeah, I was gonna true. ask
2: for some math rock, that's, that's more of my pace. Yes. Uh, uh,
0: one of the things vain. I'm excited about, guys. By the way, about this is um, that the reset button not just exposes celebrities, but also exposes that like new media is definitely the way that things should be moving towards. Because like Katie's been watching. Um, trevor noah is that what his name is the daily mm-hmm. show guy so she's yeah, been watching mm-hmm. he's been doing like you know the daily show off of his phone or whatever and it's like it it makes sense it's like he records it into his phone he clearly does a bunch of takes and then sends it off and like does a like a he does like a skype call or something and sends <laughs> it off and it gets edited together and then they post it um but like none of these people have microphones none of them have studios none of them have like all the mm-hmm. things all the trappings like and i am the worst example of this because i don't actually like you know there's there's people who are hundreds and hundreds of times larger than my you know footprint who've been doing this for 10 12 years and it's like mm-hmm. oh yeah th- this is this is the way things are are going it's completely decentralizing from these like monolithic you know abc nbc uh you know fox like big giant corporations uh, that are like content farms Mm-hmm. And it's just going back. The power is going back to the people. It's just the cur- the curiosity is where on the other side does, does like where, is it, where does it land? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. how long does it take to get there?
1: Well, I think that one of the things that has happened and even, even the fact that we're on Zoom and I downloaded this like a 10 seconds before we hopped on the call. I think it's – it. It, it it's interesting to broadly decentral. like right now there's only YouTube right now for online content creation, but even a move like this, I think this many people suddenly experimenting with online content creation could lead to a kind of gold rush or at least some sort of paradigm shift wherein YouTube is not the only game in town, and the fact is, like, there's other, more potentially like peer-to-peer. And I know Twitch is obviously a big thing that I'm barely aware of because I don't play fucking video games. But, um, but it be it'll be interesting now to see just i would like to just see the landscape open up because right now it's like well what do you want to do do you want to have a podcast in the itunes store or do you want to be on youtube and both of those are tied to very big companies who have kind of sketchy backgrounds and it's like oh yeah you could do something else but it would essentially be like voting for a third party in an election it doesn't fucking matter there's nothing else you can do <laughs> it's like it's, just, it's, not a, it's not a real like there's no the people aren't there
0: how dare you like, my vimeo channel yeah. is very successful yeah
1: Exactly, but that's that. This (laughs) made the point when my when my short film was like a Vimeo staff pick. It took like five years for it to get thirty thousand views. When it went on YouTube, it got two hundred thousand views in a month. So it's like people, people. uh, Yeah, no, yeah, that wasn't even (laughs) subtle. That wasn't even subtle. And the reason he just pulled
0: out his veiny dick and just showed it to all of us right there, Jesus Christ.
1: Not a flex, because it was a five-year-old short film. And so it made me realize that, oh, shit, I've been on Vimeo, which is like a little island where no... And, you know, Vimeo's great for as a media utility. But the people are on YouTube. And I'm hoping that if now, with this I corona know. thing... I don't like that people are getting disconnected and not seeing each other in real life. But the fact that everyone is pouring themselves their lives online could potentially open up um, other, you know, things in this landscape, which would be yeah. pretty sweet. You, know? you heard it here first. Vimeo. Big ass. Big ass. <laughs> No, That's the skill it needed stance.
2: Vimeo's
1: Vimeo is a great 20, utility.
2: 20,000 views, YouTube.
1: That's that. I love the people at Vimeo. But it's more... It, here's the thing. I, all right, I'm going to dig this hole deeper. Wait for me. Um I think I've talked about this before, but like Vimeo, everyone in Vimeo is like a fucking media person because it's all like editors and media creators and shooters who use it. So mm-hmm. when you post like a short film, even if it's like a Vimeo staff pick and has their endorsement, like it's just it's just all like dark fucking criticism from everyone who's on there. And they're all like, yeah, longer than it had to be. I was like, <laughs> I can see what he was, I could see what he was trying to do. Then you put it on YouTube with like regular fucking people. And they're like, I liked this movie. It was funny. I enjoyed the characters. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, normal human beings. So, you can see uh, what
0: he was trying to do is the most fucking pretentious uh, criticism Anyone could possibly give, and
2: yeah,
3: I love it.
0: I feel like I've yeah. used it many, many times. Oh <laughs> yes,
3: yeah. it's, yeah, it, it, it's it's a very yeah. true criticism frequently because it's it's pretty transparent, especially when the when the intention and the the realization don't jive with each other, as they mm. frequently do for many many things. Not in your films, Kyle. Of course, I,
2: I love using it just because it implies that I knew what was actually going on. Like I can see what he's trying to do, mm-hmm. but not really. I had no idea. was no. like fucking pictures and music.
1: It works at DVO. all occasions. It works. It works for literally <laughs> any scenario. You can always say it if you want to make someone feel bad. Just any situation. I can see what you're yeah. trying to do.
2: Try oh, it at, uh, you,
1: you got a haircut? I can see what you were trying to do. Yeah,
2: try, try, <laughs> try it at dinner tonight. Just be like, I can see what you're trying to do, but this is big trash it's
0: whack <laughs> <laughs> this shit's whack. yeah uh, oh, the other thing i'm excited about is um that we're gonna finally realize uh either either so here are the two here are the two scenarios we're gonna lay out here guys one is After this is all over, people are going to be like, Man, there's just so much shit that we do on a regular basis that we've just, we just do it because we've always done it and we no longer need to do it. And we can completely update and change the way that we do our our lives from our work life balance to our business practices to the way school happens to, you know, whatever content and banking and whatever. Or, or on the other end, we're going to come out of this and it's going to be like, Fucking The road and everyone's just going to be murdering each other over cans of beans and <laughs> no one's going to remember what it was like before the big covid. And, you know, somewhere in between there is probably the truth and hopefully yes. not leaning towards the murdering over cans of
1: beans. <laughs> the rest of the world will get on the rest of the world will get on just fine but just you armin will experience (laughs) a road like trial when your car breaks down in colorado or some bullshit on your way to a sanctional and you have to fight your way through a bunch of weird yeah no i don't know i don't think it'll be the road situation i think we'll be getting over it soon the question is how will people react to this it's you know it's one of those things where you unfortunately see people digging their heels in and politicizing the issue. So it's like if you think that the thing is worse, then that's a political stance now. If you think that the disease might not be as bad, that's a political stance now. And that's a strange position to be in because people are now more aggressively than ever filtering their facts based upon what they want yeah. the disease to be. You know, and that's interesting. Oh, yeah. Well, it's it's the balance between, because right now the, the,
3: the zeitgeist in the culture is everyone is sort of afraid of the virus and that's what's going on uh, with a little, uh, little hints of the articles like Kyle, you referenced about, hey guys, want to maybe get back to work here? Because mm-hmm. uh, for two weeks, it's fine. After a month, uh, after two months, if it lasts that long of no one working and all the people who work hourly having nothing to do. I think Mm -hmm. that the the consequences of the quarantine are Far outweighing the consequences of whatever diminishing number of deaths remain, mm-hmm. and so I think the balance is going to swing pretty hard in the other direction, zeitgeist-wise.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that it's it's when you get out beyond the point where there is a, a serious the, the economic toll, which is obviously adding up uh, significantly, but also actually then waiting for the numbers to. I think that what's happening now is that people are wrestling between this idea of a worst-case scenario in terms of you know, the pandemic killing millions and millions of people. We're in trying to reconcile that with some people saying that we need to try and mitigate, uh, you know, uh, we need to mitigate damage to the economy, get people back to work, which is has a real human toll, like waffle house workers, that sort of thing. That's very, very immediate. But the thing is, I think that You can't reconcile that with the idea of millions of deaths. The problem is that the the millions of deaths number, and we just don't know, but the millions of deaths kind of projections are still out there and very much alive in people's minds. whereas the more conservative projections that show how quickly the curve flattened out in China, that despite how many millions of deaths were predicted in China, things topped out around 80,000 deaths. These facts that sort of allay people's fears are very niche, and they're not... In the zeitgeist right now and it's mostly because everyone's waiting to see is that a fun fluke will that also happen here or will it be much much worse and i think as days roll on and people see one way or the other but if they do see that flattening out and they do see those numbers roll off to you know not millions of deaths when they see ro- roll off to something that is a, more akin to what happened in China then people start to make more you know hopefully we can make start making more kind of reason judgments about when things should start opening back up and all that kind of stuff but we actually have to see evidence that those things are actually flattening <clears throat> out first. China apparently reopened movie theaters or so mm-hmm. I heard. Schools so in after... Japan. Schools yep. in Japan reopened as well yeah, yeah
0: I was just on the phone last night with um uh, uh gym owners and uh, uh affiliate owners and uh, uh sanctional just organizers gym owners in, in general in, in Shanghai oh, uh shit. <laughs> yeah with all of them we, we did like a 15,000 affiliate zoom call no zoom. I was I was on a call uh with uh affiliate owners and uh sanctional organizer in in Shanghai And I'll have, like, an interview with them probably next week. I want to say maybe, like, Wednesday night. But either way, uh, we were talking really briefly about sort of what their situation is like. And uh, they're saying they just opened back up. Like, things opened back up for them uh, earlier this week or or Mm -hmm. maybe late last week, something like that. And they still have you know they check in every day to to make sure that nobody is showing any symptoms and people are getting tested and if you if you have any of like the positive uh, a positive test you get sort of like shipped off to a special mm-hmm. hospital that it itself is quarantined and that's where mm-hmm. they take care of you so you don't have any chance of like spreading it to anywhere else so like they're still taking really aggressive action and i guess like i don't know i've been thinking about this a lot because that whole concept of the you know is it is it the the cure worse than the disease type thing or is like the is the uh action of like flattening the curve going to ruin things worse and I, i'm not 100% sure it's quite like a dichotomous choice like i don't think it's exactly an either or thing because when you're talking about flattening the curve you're not talking about reducing the area under the curve you're talking about spreading it out over a longer function of time so the, the same number of people if not you know whatever like give or take a, a couple percentage points are going to be getting are going to be not getting exposed not
1: necessarily not necessarily armin because the total number like when they're talking about flattening out the curve the total number of deaths and total number of serious cases like the new cases in china flattened out to like 25 a day officially in the nation now it's possible that will spike up again if they open back up in china but the total volume under that curve is dramatically, like by a factor of 10, less than some of those projections. And I don't know if, I mean, again, I guess across any spectrum of infinitely broad time, all those old people will eventually die of, of being very, very old at some point. So I don't know actually if that would, how that works out over time. But I think that the, the total estimation certainly for this immediate future has been dramatically lower, at least in China, than was originally projected.
3: But I think that part of the reason also to flatten out the curve is just to give hospitals time to, you know, get the additional ventilators and masks and hospital procedures to catch up to, okay, what are the right drugs to give people to mitigate things, eventually developing a vaccine. So just slowing the spread a bit just gets all that infrastructure more
1: time mm-hmm. to get ready for stuff
3: yeah, yeah. And the thing is and, and what
1: the biggest thing yeah and they say that while ultimately the the thing will move its way through the population when we're to, when we're really talking about deaths like we're actually talking about dramatically when flattening flattening the curve or whatever dramatically lowering the number of deaths because as it stretched out over time obviously people can more accommodate um right a slower you don't, have that, yeah, right. You don't have that
0: big peak right
2: yeah, the, the biggest thing is like if we if by spreading it out you now don't have doctors being like hey man like sorry you're fucking 80 and this guy's 30 we're gonna mm. have to give the ventilator to the 30 year old with flattening it's like hey everyone gets a ventilator you're fucked yeah. but you might recover i guess is the idea
1: yeah and that's not even to say if there were, and obviously there's a tremendous economic incentive more so than really any other time in history to create any sort of thing to treat people to do any sort of things and and while people say while you hear these projections like it will take years for drugs to come along Mm -hmm. just watch just watch what happens in the next few you know few months because it's like when you shut down the entire world's economy and it's entirely dependent upon people having to figure out some solution to stop people from dying from this thing, then we will, I think, anyway, it is potentially, maybe I'm being naive, but I think that I am optimistic that solutions will come faster than these dire projections.
3: Yes, I mean, you have literally right now all of the world's smartest people focusing on one problem. You have Elon Musk talking about making masks or ventilators with his shit. You know, you have yeah. all of the all of the smartest minds from all around the world are collaborating to come up with solutions here. So solutions really, yeah, come up I'm on i I'm on a call right after this about it.
1: Yeah. See so Chase is on the problem. I know, I know, exactly. Dude, exactly. I just realized the perfect The perfect quarantine movie, if you want to feel better, I realized it's right now, Apollo 13. It's about guys, they're all trapped together learning how to cohabitate under dire circumstances and everyone's telling them that there's no way they're going to get home but then all the world's smartest people lay out all the shit on the table and they figure out how to put that oval thing inside that square thing or whatever and then they eventually get home. Apollo 13, guys. Watch it. It's a great movie. Ron Howard. Uh, Dyson vacuum cleaners. Just heard this
3: one. Dyson vacuum cleaners Mm. uh, design and is starting to in 10 days designed and it's now starting to manufacture their own ventilator so mm-hmm. it's like there's no nice. so it's like it everyone's pretty, uh,
0: pretty much rogue and, is it, making it, some stuff too rogue is yeah. like you know making n95 masks and all that stuff
1: so if the dyson uh ventilator obviously will give you a british accent we know this uh what does the rogue ventilator and equipment do for you
0: it turns you into a
1: matte black iron man yes Uh, it turns you to a black guy named matt (laughs) all right hey what's up matt what's up how's it going how's
2: it going
0: kyle how many uh how many shitty or good i guess uh like you know quarantine related scripts or one sheets have you been (laughs) passed for notes
1: Well, it's kind of funny. I haven't, no, it's, it's, the funny thing is like, that was my first thought. And, you know, is that every, it's like, especially as I walk around this city, which was just bustling with, especially Silver Lake, it's like, Silver Lake's the kind of place where you walk down the street and like some guy with like, like 21 year old guy with tiny glasses is like doing a fucking rubbing of like the concrete or something. It's just like, it's just like, there's all these artists and shit all around. And now they're all locked in their. And they're, all, they're all locked in their homes. So the number of quarantine-related bullshit that we'll have to sift through next year is, is is crazy. But what's fun? It's actually kind of cool. Is now, uh, especially as someone who's came out here to work and, and start writing a bunch of horror movies. Now there's this great uh, anxiety that I think a lot of people. We're going to see a lot of shitty contagion, but with young hipsters movies coming out. But I'm trying to think of like, how does one capitalize on this uh, anxiety about disease in an interesting way? Because uh, it's like, it'll be really cool to see how other more creative horror movies capitalize on this anxiety in the next couple of years. So as a horror fan, I'm looking forward to it. But yes, there will be quite a lot of uh, one room shitty festival films that thankfully I will skip next year. So anyway. Heard it here first. First quarantine movies, <laughs> big ass. It's just, yeah, it's just ass. now
0: is like the perfect. This is this is the perfect time for anybody who wants to make like a short about uh about uh like you know a a post apocalyptic world. Well, no one's yep. driving anywhere. Every every park yep. is like overgrown. Like now's no. the time. Now's the time yes. to go make make that short film that you've been and, wanting to make.
1: And you're right, Armin. Now is the time. Now is the time to follow at Mr. Kyle Bogart on Instagram. And the reason I'm not signing off, guys, the reason, <laughs> um, the reason it's the time is is because, uh, yes, uh, I, for exactly that reason, I'm gonna use this platform, this very public platform a lot of people, to announce that uh, Kyle Bogart will have two upcoming podcast projects that I will be working on. Details to follow. Uh, and if you want to know more and you want to see the, more of this face broadcasting from Los Angeles, uh, tune in to at Mr. Kyle Bogart on Instagram. Go yeah, because hey, we, we have to wait.
0: We have to wait. You know, we have to wait ten to fifteen months to see those shitty quarantine movies. But we can immediately experience new shitty podcasts.
1: We sure can. Lots of <laughs> shitty podcasts. Always down with it. Yes,
0: cream
2: crematorium with Kyle Bogart. Yes, today we're going to be going through all the A videos in
3: Pornhub.
1: Yeah, crematorium Ooh, that would be a- crematorium. Oh. That's
3: a good time. That, yeah, that might be the best ideas we come up with. Oh man, so far,
1: crematorium is dope. Uh, because it also <laughs> sounds metal because it's like crematorium and crematorium. So, yeah, Chase the, it's minors. really a
0: roll of the dice. Chase yeah. has been workshopping that for years now.
2: Yes, yeah, I got all the all the notes right here about it.
1: Now is the time. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah,
0: yeah, I I have spent this time uh, trying to watch good movies and television. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you guys haven't, I know that uh, Chase, this is mostly to you because I know Cliff and Kyle have watched it. But if you haven't watched Barry, watch Barry. I've yeah. We told you to watch it. Yeah. Okay, so all three, all three of you of were them. telling me to watch
1: it. Why uh, didn't I watch mm-hmm. it before? What, what know, stupid, stupid reason
0: did I come up I with? I know.
1: You said something about uh, shows, and then that was it. Yeah, because
0: it was fucking incredible. We ran through both yeah. seasons over the past week.
1: Oh, you saw season two now as well? is wasn't yes. that crazy? So it was did amazing. you so after you saw season one, to give everyone some context, you texted me and I said, There's an episode in season two, we haven't discussed this since then. That was one of the best episodes of television. I said, You'll just know it when you see it. So, Armin, I ask you, do you know what episode I was referring it to? It was the
0: Taekwondo guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: there we go. There we and, go. You
0: know, that 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 episode sets itself apart fucking immediately because it's the the only episode that starts with the title screen as opposed to uses it and i was like that's weird like why would they why would they put it there and then Mm -hmm. right from the get-go when he's like in the guy's living room like talking to him hey man listen i decided it's gonna be we're we're not gonna do this like you're going to chicago you got family in chicago and he he opens the door (laughs) he's like that's a it's a whole lot of trophies you got a (laughs) big trophy room here man what Oh, and a lot of medals, too. It was just – it's such a fantastic show uh, that if you have not yet watched Barry, uh, you're absolutely missing out on some of the funniest and darkest and best action on TV that I've seen in a long, long time.
1: Yeah, it's like how could one show – it's like it's almost like a silly – Thing to say, but it's like, how could one show deliver, you know, all of the laughs and that? Like, because it's it, it was written by uh, what is his name, Elkberg, who was Alex, Silicon Valley, Man. yeah, so. Uh, along with Bill Hader, so how could you have something that has all the laughs, say, of a Silicon Valley, and yet somehow delivers all of the goods of a show, almost, I mean, of like Breaking Bad, and I I do, especially after season two, I use that, I will use that, I mean, obviously Breaking Bad is a much bigger uh, and more epic story, but at the same time, that really kind of makes you have to chew on some weird moral territory, and has some incredibly propulsive genre storytelling, and incredible filmmaking, and yeah, it's like, if you took Breaking Bad and Silicon Valley and smushed them together into one show that kind of, you would have Barry and it's 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 an, and somehow it works perfectly, you know. So
2: yeah, yeah, it's great.
1: Yeah, have you guys uh, have
2: you guys watched Watchmen on uh, the HBO no. series? Everyone Nobody says watches? that I need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're I fucking not. up. I finally watched it. I thought it was great. Yeah, H-
0: HBO. Katie and I have decided HBO is one of two streaming services that we are going to continue paying. And uh and so I guess yeah that that will be on the list and maybe even Westworld at some point although I gave up after like two episodes of the second season so I don't know if it's worth going back. I wouldn't um, waste any time with Westworld,
2: but Watchmen yeah. slaps man. That first episode was like a fucking movie. So yeah, yeah. if you're not in, if you're not in after the first episode, I guess
1: I maybe it's not for you. But it word 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 word. word. I will. D- I, I my all my roommates here are. Watching that right now, and I'll uh, highly recommending it. So I might maybe I'll have to take the plunge at some point. Have yeah.
0: you guys have you guys watched anything interesting or worth sharing or worth talking about? Because you know, mostly we've just been catching up on Roadhouse. Katie and I watched Roadhouse. She hadn't seen it before.
3: Hey. Man, uh, nice,
0: which is absolutely worth the the buy awesome. or the rental off of Amazon. Well,
3: what's the best line in that movie?
0: Pain don't hurt.
3: Okay, that that could be it. That could be it. I was thinking I used to fuck guys like you in prison. That yeah. was going
0: to That entire the entire so we watched it. It was like Katie and I and a friend of ours, Laney. Uh you guys know Laney. So we were all watching it and like all of us were like, dude, that dude definitely wants to fuck Patrick Swayze like there's no doubt about it. He's been giving him the eyes the entire the entire fucking uh yeah. movie and then Hungry when eyes, they have that dog. fight scene at the very end and he goes I used to fuck guys like you in prison. It was it was perfect. It, it uh, was absolutely perfect. That movie's yeah, yeah. great. Followed oh. by
3: throat rip spoilers. You know throat there's rips.
0: there is no one of the things I like about Roadhouse there's no reason why he should be a philosophy Major from Harvard or whatever the fuck his like backstory yeah. like no. it never comes up except to just flesh out yeah. his his like
1: I think it's based like loosely on some real guy or somewhere or something like that or they, at least was inspired. They must by... have
0: turned it up to eleven yeah. because Patrick's oh, yeah. Twizy... I mean, It's all
1: fucking like I'm sure it's just inspired by the idea of like this Billy Jack like you know dichot. He's a bouncer, but he's also deep like because they yeah, he's that point, rich it was, it was, well it's just basically a way of making him half native american without him being half native american. he has That's he has the philosophy. uh
0: he has the infinity gauntlet of like character traits he's like independently wealthy he is a murderer who has a heart of gold he chooses to be a uh, bouncer like to to be a, a very polite bouncer slash cooler <laughs> yeah uh he takes care of animals and uh women love him like i don't know yep. what else there is like <laughs> there, there's like nothing else in terms of like character traits for like masculine movie characters from like the 80s and 90s that he could fit in it's like mm-hmm. if it's like if uh if instead of saving like a female villager schwarzenegger was saving like a fucking puppy in predator you know what i mean like that's mm-hmm. the only thing that could turn that up to 11 like Man, he's so he's so golden-hearted that he doesn't even want to fuck the puppy. He just wants to save its life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, nope, love it, love it. Um, I was seeing, I was seeing some interesting stuff. I was seeing some interesting oh, stuff oh, before oh. all of this. I, uh, I, uh, I free, was frequenting the New Beverly uh, until they stopped playing movies because of the quarantine. Which, uh, for those of you who don't know, the New Beverly is the theater uh, in town owned by Quentin Tarantino, and it plays only 35 millimeter prints. Um, does like a double feature every night of some amazing old awesome movie and the programming is really cool because it's not like fucking Casablanca and Citizen Kane, those are good movies but they get played a lot, it's all really obscure, weird, strange, particular stuff, like I first night I went and I saw a Jewel Heist movie starring Robert Redford and George Segal called The Hot Rock and it was amazing. Uh, you know and it was from 1976 no one you know, never even heard of it, it was wonderful so I was seeing wow. movies like crazy there all the time right up until <laughs> they sh- literally got like a message i was planning i would have been seeing master of the flying guillotine for on quentin tarantino's birthday tomorrow with taylor who would be in town and then i got the that was when the quarantine really sunk in for me was when they canceled all of the movies at the new beverly and i was like okay i don't know what to do with myself now Like, what is happening
0: in the world
1: yes but i did see a lot of rockin rockin movies uh there over the course of the uh, the time and i probably saw a fucking 20 movies there in the last since I moved and it was crazy yeah. because there were so many double features but a lot of good stuff a lot of really good stuff mm-hmm. check out The Man Who Would Be King starring Michael Caine and Sean Connery um, that's a good one check that out directed by John Huston
0: I feel like there's there's, um, there's a version of that you know overweight dude standing in front of a waffle house of mm-hmm. either you know like the the movie like the movie hipster standing in front of the new Bev like hoping for the entire world to open up again or the metal head standing in front of like a, a small a venue. venue like man mm-hmm. Obscura is supposed to be touring right now mm-hmm. and we need to turn the world back on so that I can get my metal on that's a band yep. right yep
1: that is a band yep yeah you got it dude rice nice nice there's Uh, versions
3: of that all over the place there's the mm -hmm. fat guy standing outside cc's he's missing out on the all you can eat there's the (laughs) uh there's the guy with the there's there's the guy with the creepy mustache standing outside a children's playground it's like no everyone (laughs) is having to make sacrifices for in these in these dark times
0: that's that's your real challenge, Kyle. If you really wanna, if you really wanna show the world, Cliff, YouTube. If you guys wanna show the world how good you guys are as writers, mm-hmm. there have been plenty of different shows that have like humanized murderers and mm-hmm. you know made us love them no. and, and really no, care. No, I don't. I
2: don't like where this is going. No, nope. uh, no, nope. uh, nope. cancel. Nope.
0: I'm just saying. Canceled. I'm just saying. If you really wanna be different,
2: if you really wanna mm-hmm. be different. You know, pedophiles, not that bad
1: the kyle bogart story whoa i never (laughs) said that what the (laughs) hell how did i get pulled into this i'm just sitting here that's uh, right there's there's
0: there's got to be a fine line to tread there of like the sad the sad guy like pushing a pushing a fucking swing with no one on it and it's like oh are you are you upset that like you know you can't take your kids out yeah something like that i don't know Uh, (laughs) hmm. oh god yeah yeah, yeah yeah. well uh that was cool now that yeah. we've now that we've tanked the uh tanked <laughs> the the, pal- the palatability of this show
1: very uh, much oh it's all right we did it you know and we now we have somewhere to from a rise from point mm-hmm. yeah we're yeah. really starting
0: high it's so, uh it's it's good to it's good to see everybody's faces
1: again guys yes yeah. It's good to mm-hmm. be on. It's good to hey, it's good for me to be back on San. I haven't done that. I didn't think it was I thought it was gonna be a pretty long minute until that was gonna happen again. Yeah, I we haven't done
3: San either. So yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: we only did we only did one episode, <laughs> I <laughs> think,
3: without you, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah <laughs> we want. did
0: one and then I was supposed to be trapped. You guys couldn't pull it
1: weeks. together. Couldn't I, pull I, it together without know, me. Eh, it was okay. I think I think couldn't we did okay. Together. Couldn't pull it together. Clearly, I'm back. It took one episode and already I'm back. And it no other factors affected that. It took one episode.
0: And then two weeks of nothing, and suddenly it was like, "Hey, maybe we should, uh, maybe we should bring that guy back. Maybe we should see what that guy's yeah. doing. He's
1: available, actually- right? Let's see what's up. I mean, yeah. L.A. Much yeah, man, in Austin, it sure was. <laughs> I mean, it's still, it's interesting. And now it is all, and now everything's closed here. Nothing. Have you is open. seen
2: Have you guys seen Frozen
1: and Frozen Two? I saw the first one, not the second. One. Yeah, I saw
0: the first yeah. one.
2: I've not. No. All right. Well. My official review is that the uh, first one slaps.
1: Second one, yeah. take it or leave it. Take okay. it or leave I remember it. enjoying the first one.
0: Yeah. Katie and I rewatched. Uh, we we rewatched Endgame not too long ago, a couple days ago. Could have been could, could have been yesterday. Could have been last week. I don't fucking know anymore. But it's all we, blending together. Yeah, it is all blending together. Uh, if it wasn't for the constant reminder off my phone, I would not know what day of the week it was anymore. So. You know those that's starting to blend together, which is nice. But um no, we rewatched Endgame recently and I hadn't seen it since it was in theaters. Uh and it it's still pretty good, in case you guys are wondering. In case you're looking for something to have on the background for three hours. Yep. Oh, uh yeah. it's still it still has some moments for sure. So
1: does it does it augment the ending when like the whole world unites together to defeat a foe? Did you did you get a little <laughs> corona mist?
0: Katie Katie definitely Corona mist. <laughs> Katie teared up a couple of times during during it because she has a much shorter memory for what happens in movies. So it was almost like for her watching it for the first time, she was like, "Oh my god, Scarlet Is that is that Red- Black Widow dies? Like, what what happened?" She's like, "She's
1: not like an Alzheimer's patient, is she?" I mean, no, no, she's she's. It's like everything's new to her all yeah, the time, so yeah, she's delighted.
0: Yeah, we're living fifty-first dates right now. Is basically yes, what, I'm, what exactly. I'm trying to
1: say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. No, that's that's definitely and you're the Rob Schneider character. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. I barely remember that movie. Yeah. But I'm sure yeah. he did something <laughs> racist in it. Uh, he gets
3: definitely. beaten with a baseball bat. That's mainly what's the the fun thing in Fifty First Dates. He is off screen beaten with a baseball bat way too many times for him to live, and that's what makes it funny. I love it.
0: Well, guys, it's been a good episode. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and wrap this up like we usually would. Let's let's Uh, see. Let's see if we remember the order of operations
1: at Mr. Kyle Bogart on the most central Instagram account on the Internet and uh, some forthcoming podcast projects. And I'll just put them on there. So if you want to hear more of this bearded dude, uh, every Saturday. That's right. Six to
2: nine
3: PM. Tune
1: in. <laughs> Six yeah. to nine PM. Nice. <laughs>
3: that's that's a good runtime for it. That's a good runtime yes. for it. I am uh, at Cliff Bogart on an Instagram account that is occasionally updated. Mm.
0: I'm
3: at Chase504
2: on Instagram and YouTube.
0: And you can find me at Hammer TV. Thank you so much everybody for watching and listening and uh hang in there, I guess. We'll be back probably You know, maybe next week with another one of these, if everybody's still stuck inside. And and if not, cool, I guess. (laughs) See you later, everybody. Thank you.
1: Later.